Marmalade Pod, helping your brand stick and your customers stick around. Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Marmalade Pod. This episode, we're going to be talking about the customer journey. Your area of expertise, Becky. It is, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting into this one. Um, customer journey is an interesting thing. It's something that affects every business. It's not something every business takes a lot of time to consider. Sometimes it's very organic in the way that it's put together. Other times it's more strategic and more planned out. So, yeah, lots to get into. Definitely. So, what would you say are reasons why you start looking at customer journey with your customers or why do people start thinking about it? Usually it's because they are looking to either increase their profits or change their business or they just want to offer a new service or increase retention. There's usually something very business driven behind it. So the the customer journey itself spans multiple areas. So there are five key kind of targets that you want to hit as part of the journey. Okay, what what are those five? Can you go through some of them for us? I can. So you've got your awareness stage, which is where your customers come across your business. It's often where a lot of marketing budget's spent. Um, You've then got your consideration. Um, So once somebody is aware of your business, you then want them to consider you as a potential supplier. You've then got the purchase and how somebody becomes a customer. How do they make that initial purchase and interaction with you? Then you've got the service that you deliver. So that could be anything from how you package an item for delivery to how you deliver something more long term. Um, and then you've got loyalty and expansion and looking at how customers are recommending you and referring you and becoming your advocates. So when people are looking at their customer journey, it could be because they've seen a change in one of those areas. So um, taking you know, the, the recent last couple of years, we saw a lot more people purchase online products So there was a big change in buying habits. So that drove a lot of businesses to look at the journey that they were offering and to, in most cases, improve the purchase part of the journey because they needed to make it quicker to make more sales to ensure that they really capitalised on the fact that a lot more online purchases were happening. Do you think that's um, driven by customer demand in a lot of senses, that, that shift in that change? Because once one company offers something, for example... Amazon's probably the leading mm-hmm. p- delivery company, especially if you have Amazon Prime. You can click something at four o'clock in the afternoon one day and you get it delivered by 10 o'clock the next morning. So once that mould was kind of broken, that then the expectation of customers that they get that sort of service everywhere. Definitely. And it, it can be difficult for small businesses to meet those expectations. Um, you it, it was, wasn't that long ago, you know, within the last 10 years, that Next opened their 24 hours and said, if you order by 10 o'clock, you'll get your delivery the next day. And they opened their 24-hour warehouses. And now we have businesses that if you order before 10 a.m., 
you get it the same day. Yeah. You know, like the, the Amazon Prime stuff that, that comes same day. So buying habits have changed, custard demands changed. And I think another driving factor for businesses is when they see these trends happening, either in their own industry or in competitive or complementary industries, and as you say, once one business does it, it becomes a customer expectation. I think as well, a, a lot of um, customer journey now is done digitally, whether it's a digital business or not, because of the technology that we've got. Smartphones, for example, put more of that customer journey with the customer in charge of it rather than the way that the, the companies take the customers through it. So what would you say... Give me a, a couple of examples of a smaller business and a bigger one where the company is aware of the customer's journey and how they can guide that so it fits more with the systems and something that they can sustain and deliver, but also it meets the expectations or exceeds the expectations of the customers. I think the first thing, so we'll focus on a small business first. Um, the, the first thing any business needs to do is to look at their ideal customer, look at their most profitable customers and make sure that those two things align because sometimes, especially with smaller businesses, we have an ideal customer in mind. We know who we want to work with. That's not always the most profitable and knowing who your ideal customer is allows you to really craft your journey to target those people and to offer those people the best experience because we can't be everything to everybody and as you said in in the branding episode we can only talk to one person at any one time so that really translates into the customer journey and I think we one of the driving factors for a small business is looking at the customer journey as a whole there'll be certain things that they do really well and there'll also be certain things that feel like a really big challenge so for example um, if you're an online boutique and you're selling gym wear it can be quite intimidating to think oh I've got to create a, an email campaign to communicate with my customers and then I need to make sure I've got offers in that campaign and I need to make sure that they can purchase quickly and that's a huge thing and you know, a smaller business might do that manually where we know there are lots of tools available that you can use to automate that process and to track the customer journey through systems and look at the experience that people are having and enhance that as a result. So another prime example is knowing what's happening with your existing customers. So let's take a, a large corporate organisation. They've got a marketing department looking after the awareness. They've got their sales team looking after the consideration and the purchase. And they're bringing customers on board. And they've sold a product or a service to that customer. And that customer has then phoned three months later and there's an issue. And it might be a very small issue. It might be something as simple as um, going back to the, the gym wear. Um, the, the leggings have, have, have become a little bit see-through on, on a wash, you know, it, it, it could be anything. If that's happening, 
it's important to be able to track that so that the sales team aren't then trying to upsell that product and, and trying to contact the customer. So we need to make sure that the journey is being mapped both from an experience point of view and also internally within the company so that everybody knows what's happening with the customer at any one point. Coming back to communication. Exactly. So there are, there are a lot of consideration points. Obviously, with a, a large corporate organisation, it's a much bigger Thing to look at because not only have you got the experience that the customer goes on and every interaction and communication throughout that you've also got all the internal teams that could potentially be having interactions with the customer or impacting what the customer sees as an interaction whereas with a smaller business although it's as important it can actually be much easier to manage because you've got more control over what's happening. I think where customer journeys go wrong is when there's too much automation and not enough human interaction. Yeah, it's striking a balance. Definitely. Can you go into a little bit more about that? So the say something that's traditionally being done manually or the human interaction and how you might take it to the ideal automation with some balance or how you might go too far and can you talk about that please? yeah definitely i think a, a prime example of this is chatbots so a lot of companies put a chatbot on their website which is a great addition to, to your website because you can answer quick questions but there is nothing more frustrating than being a customer with a, a very important question that's going to make make that buying decision for you there and then than typing a message in a chat box and getting a bot response now some bots have been designed in a way that they'll say one of our teams going to get back to you within the next x amount of time other bots are only ever a bot and you can tell as a customer when you're only speaking to a robot that's a prime example of taking the automation too far. Mm-hmm. Very, very good for the company because there's no outlet. Once the chatbot's set up, it will run and the company doesn't really need to do much other than No a wages, no holidays, nothing like it, that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Whereas for the customer, that's not necessarily a great experience, especially if it's a problem that they're dealing with. So... A great example of this is um, an issue I'm dealing with at the moment. I booked a holiday, booked a holiday which got cancelled because of the travel bans. Um, I got a voucher. I went to put this voucher code in online to book a new holiday, and the voucher price or value was different by minus seventy pounds to what it should have been. So I needed to speak to somebody to double check what was happening. I tried calling and it was late Sunday evening, there was no one around. So we needed to send a message. So we sent a message, chatbot comes back 24 hours, you'll get a call back. This was five days ago and I'm still waiting for a call back. Oh, that's not good service. It's not a great experience. It's frustrating. Really frustrating to the point where if I didn't have a voucher with this company, I wouldn't book with them again. I do have a voucher with them. I am going to book with them again because I'm almost tied in 
Mm-hmm. But what that's now done is made me feel a little bit like I'm probably not going to... It doesn't matter what experience I have on this holiday, I wouldn't then use this particular provider again. Because of the way that they handled you or dealt with you as a customer through the booking process. Exactly. Exactly. So things like that can have a big impact, especially when we look at the travel industry at the moment and they need our money. We, you know, these, these travel companies need us to be buying holidays mm. so that the economy keeps going and that their industry keeps going. So you would have thought that at the moment they'd be upping their customer experience to retain more customers because retained customers are cheaper than new customers. Yeah. They're, they're, they're our most profitable asset, really. Um, so to kind of loop it back round, something like a chatbot can be a great addition, but also having that human interaction and having somebody to man that chat window while you're, you're in office hours or, you know, for a few hours a day, or even just picking up the messages and, good old-fashioned picking the phone up and, and asking somebody something we don't do very often anymore isn't it because yeah. we can, can send a text you can send a message through social media you can send an email i think sometimes you you really need to pick the phone up or as a company to customers you need to make it easier to pick the phone up yeah a recent experience i had with we, we lost my dad so i've been doing a lot of like admin and processing things to help mum out and Let's just say one of the larger UK telecommunication companies. Five pages on their website it took me to get through to find a phone number to ring a company. That's name is what you do on a phone call. Let's just say. It's not great. No, and the and, and thing is, we often, when we've had a good experience... And we, we shorten things in experience stories mm-hmm. or we lengthen it out maybe when it's been bad. You create conversation about it. it. It creates an impression of your business and an impact on your brand. Yeah. If it's a smaller business, what are the sort of tips that you could say on how you would look at breaking down a customer experience? Because like you said there... You'd got a voucher for a holiday. You went online to rebook it late at night, so you know you're not going to get a phone call. But I call it uh, you get stuck in a in a bot loop. Yeah. And it doesn't give you an out to send an email or get a human interaction quick enough. So a smaller business, somebody comes into a shop or buys a product, they package it, deliver it, give it them, whatever. How can a smaller business start looking at? their customer journey so they can have points to analyse, improve or do more of if it's going well? I think the first thing that any business owner needs to do is step out of the business owner's shoes and into your customer's shoes. And sometimes, especially if you've created something, if it's a physical thing that you've created that you're selling, that can be quite difficult because it almost becomes your baby and you don't want... You don't want anybody to criticise that. So if you're in that position, get a family or a friend to go through the customer experience and think about every touch point that you have with your customers right from the first time they see you on Google or social media. And 
by mapping that out, what you'll notice is some trends. So you'll see, are there more human interactions or more online interactions? You'll be able to see, well, I, for, so for example, going into a physical shop to purchase something, walking into that shop, what's that feel like when you're leaving? Are you leaving with a plastic bag or a paper bag? You can, you can really granularly go down into each set of experiences. And then you almost want to create a map. You know like when you're a child and you have that one lesson a year when it's rainy day play and you can create a board game? It's, it's almost like that. Like map it out step one to step 50, if that's how many there are. Once you've got that, you can then start looking at how you're managing that internally within your business. So how you're having some control and influence over it. Exactly. So we've, we've already said, you know, with smartphones, the customer literally holds the journey in their hand. They decide what happens. What you need to do is take back that control to a certain level and, and send the key messages out, have the right branding, have the right messaging, have the right communication at the right time to guide the customer to where you want them to go and a big part of that is knowing who's responsible for which bit and which bits you're going to automate and when you're looking at automations and systems to help with your customer journey it's about looking at them from both points of view so if i automate this how much time will that give me back in my business Okay, so if I automate sales invoices, it's going so customer makes purchase online, automatic invoice goes, that will save me five hours a week. Is that going to impact the customer journey? Yes, and probably for the better, because the minute they press order, they're not waiting for you to be free to send an invoice, it's automatically going into their inbox. So that's a great thing to do as a simple automation. To, to enhance the experience because it's, it's instant and people want things quickly. Likewise, if you're looking at, can I automate a chatbot? Uh, going, going back to where we started, yes, that will save me eight hours a week. But it's actually gonna make it more frustrating for my customers. So how can I get a little bit of automation and still deliver an amazing experience because we will only do repeat business and recommend businesses that give us that amazing experience. Definitely, and I think everybody that's listening has probably had good and bad experiences. Um, you, the, the, the good ones stand out a mile, but we will talk more about the ones that disappoint us and let us down. It's, it's, it's proven everyday life. You hear more about complaints than you hear about praise. Definitely, and it's human nature to focus on those things. I, when I was about 18, I had a telephone call from a window company, um, and I didn't own my house, I was renting, and when I told the guy on, on the phone that I was renting and I couldn't buy his windows, he swore and shouted at me and hung the phone up. We're now 20 years later, almost. Um, and I still won't purchase. I've had three sets of windows and I will not speak 
to this company even now that's and the, the reason that I'm, I'm kind of telling you this story is because that's how long it can impact you if you have a really negative experience you might never do business with that particular company again and I think you can every conversation where somebody else talks about buying windows for example you're quite likely to say don't use them oh, I have. And, and and because xyz yeah so actually to make your customer journey a prominent part of your business and ensuring that the experience is as good as you can make it and certainly as consistent again as you can make it can have an a prolonged effect on your business over years yeah definitely and, and impact your wider circles you know as a customer i think that the key thing to really focusing on your customer journey is to ask yourself what would the best insert type of company in the world look like so if i was going to buy my product what would the best experience be like? How can I add extra value without it costing me as a business something that's no longer going to make it profitable? So it's a balance. But the more extra wow moments you could give, and you can give a lot for free without too much time invested, it's the little things that people remember when they recommend you to other people devil's in the detail it is as always in fact these people build businesses as a uh, an associate of mine who the the business is about surprise and delight on how you can enhance that customer experience or things you can do mm -hmm. that do help the awareness and the marketing but the business is called surprise and delight it it, it purposes that does what it says on the turn absolutely <laughs> so what's your parting tips then for companies, no matter what size they are, is it something generic that they can think about or start to look at or start to put in place where they can map out a customer journey, improve it, enhance it? What, what's your sort of... My, my biggest piece of advice would be to map out each of the five sections. So you've got a very clear, this is my awareness, this is my consideration, XYZ. You go along, you then look at exactly each touch point in, how you can improve it, how you can systemize it, and make a plan. So what are the five the five areas again that you walk through? Awareness, yep. consideration, purchase, service, and then loyalty and expansion to finish off. So then you look at the touch points within each of those types of interaction. And that'll help you put a plan together. It will help you put a plan together. And the biggest win, focus not just on the beginning, but all the way to the end. Because the loyalty and expansion and the service that you deliver will keep you more customers and get you more repeat business. So plan your customer journey out. Make sure you do it through each of the five key areas and that you do it from end to end. Yes, don't skip any stages. Don't skip the important bits. I think I need to go away and think about that now. Should we put the kettle on? Let's do it. Catch you next time. See you soon. Bye.